0: Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, November 4, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We look at the obvious, what's jumping off the page at us? We have new highs once again. Okay, fair enough. On at least a short-term basis, The market is getting, quote-unquote, and these are air quotes, overbought. What does that mean? Well, there's no measurement. We discuss it all the time. But nevertheless, it's too far. It's starting to go kind of vertical. You're getting too far from home base. And we're in the midst of a melt-up operation. However, in the midst of these melt-ups, you're still going to have the garden variety either eating time off the clock, going sideways for a while or a garden-variety pullback. Either way, these things will take place, it never feels like they are, but then we'll wake up one day, and all of a sudden, you hit yourself on the head and say, oh, well, obviously the market got too far too fast. We're in one of those stages, but the market can keep going, there's nothing that says it can't. What do I mean by that? Well, I mean the obvious, but let's talk about it. What's on the table, what's on the docket? Tomorrow, we have the phony jobs number. What a great excuse to send the market up, if they so choose, to the next big fat round number. What is that? It's S&P 4700, ES 4700, SPY 470. All those numbers in and around that area come up short, spike it through. All that stuff is absolutely on the table. The closer they get, the more magnetic those numbers become, and they pull price in. They suck price in to the magnetic numbers. What do those numbers have in their favor right now? We're in an uptrend. The trend is your friend until what? Pick your poison, whatever it is, she's pissed at you. And we're in no man's land. So in no man's land, the market can keep going until what? Until she either gets to a short-term, intermediate, or final destination, one way or the other. She'll put in a sign or signal of a trend change. It will begin on shorter term charts and it will morph onto the longer time frames one at a time. What about the other side? The phony jobs number can also be the recipe to pull the rug out, send price down quickly long before the opening bell, certainly, at least for the time being, making it look like a top is in. Now, when I use the term top, we're not saying it has to be the top What I'm saying is that the market is due for a garden variety corrective phase. Even if it's two or three percentage points, whatever it is, it's due for one of those. They're going to come back to either run a test of, come pay a visit in the vicinity of, or go sideways and let home base catch up to price. It's all about the 20-period moving average. The market doesn't really like to get too far away from the 20-period moving average. Think about the 20-period moving average as one of those rubber band situations. You stretch the rubber band. Let's say it was going down. You stretch the rubber band. You stretch it some more. One of two things is going to happen. Either you're going to get the snap back, or the rubber band is going to break and then the market is either going to get into like a crash type of scenario or scale down to another leg lower. We've seen that in like the pandemic crash. That's what happened. The market made a low. It bounced up. Then it was teetering on that spot. The rubber band was stretched. The rubber band broke. We talked about that exact thing at that time each and every day. But think about this. The same thing applies in the upward direction. It doesn't necessarily seem like it on the surface. We don't necessarily think of the rubber band thing on the way up, but think about it like this. So the 20-period moving average is really where the rubber band is stationary, and it's stretched away from home base in the upward direction. Either it's going to snap back when it really gets stretched too far or even in the northern direction, it can also break and then you get that blow-off scenario. Even if it's for a day, two days, three days a week, whatever it is, but you could go up a lot of points really, really quickly if the rubber band breaks in the northern direction as well. We see the blow-off type situations or the melt-up situations in a lot of the meme stocks over the last year or so. And not to the same magnitude, but when it gets going, it's kind of one of those things where don't step in front of the freight train, short covering, panic buying, FOMO, all that stuff sets in at the same time, and price can travel a lot further than we generally think in real time. What's going on inside the numbers? We're going to take a look at the commentary, then we'll circle back to stocks on the move. We had a floater market today, so I'm not going to waste a lot of time in the commentary. Basically, what we're going to do is let you read the notes, let you analyze the situation, go back to the charts to double-check the work. I'm just going to scroll up. For those of you that are interested to see what's in the commentary every single day, you can pause the video and read, go back to the charts to double-check the work. The reality is, is it was basically a floater market all day long. They threatened to go lower a couple of times and simply couldn't get her done. But thankfully, we have stocks on the move. Some days we get nothing in the S&P 500. It's a quiet day. That happens. Some days we get a lot of stuff going on with stocks on the move. Some days we get both. It's a potpourri. Each and every day, the market's going to hand you a different type of opportunity. Which ones are we looking at? What hit their numbers today? It was a big list this morning ibm will look at moderna will look at cuervo wayfair and penn national gaming that's a special situation the rest didn't hit their numbers they're off the board let's get to work first one on the board ibm pulled up short bounced away hovered around the number and went lower here's what i'll say about ibm i wouldn't necessarily blame a trader for taking the number anyway even though it bounced in front It never really gave you the full on minimum required base hit. And I also wouldn't blame a trader for taking a pass on IBM after it pulled up short and bounced away and almost gave you the required minimum base hit. Later on, it went lower towards the second number that was on the board, never got to the second number, went back towards the first. It was just a dud. Moderna, 284 and a quarter. It was a one-and-done situation. One number, it either worked or it didn't. They pulled up short. They bounced away. You can see the number is important. They closed right about on it, right underneath it. They fought to get over it at the end of the day. What does that tell you? That tells you the number's important. They closed below it. That also tells you the more likely scenario is they were hanging around down there because they were looking for another destination somewhere down south. They had a cup of coffee or two. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Moderna became a no trade. Cuervo was a nice trade. Two numbers on the board make an equal case. It could be either number in at the first, in at the second, average in the middle, spikes the second number, immediately turns around, rips back up in the other direction, and here's a high at 159.70, and that was at 11 o'clock in the morning. So traders had an opportunity to take any kind of profit along the way they wanted. The numbers work. If you painted by the numbers, you typically had about a stand-up double or more out of this one. About Wayfair, two numbers on the board, comes into both, spikes below, immediately reverses back in the other direction. The rest is history, double off the wall. Traders that turned it into a risk-free, emotionless trade we were able to pull up at third base with a stand-up triple. Went all the way back to 260 from a 246 entry. How you doing? Penn National Gaming, special situation. It's a special situation for a couple of different reasons. It looks like it cut through everything like a hot knife through butter. However, you know I'm going somewhere else with this. Here's a five-minute chart. Now, in real time, with a handful of other traders, we were all about to take this trade Until we scratched the trade because of what it did. Now you're saying, what do you mean live? What are you talking about? There's a method to the madness. I'll get to that in a moment. What Penn did is it came up short. It made a low of 65.59 and then it made another low in the next candle of 65.60. And not that it bounced away and did the deal, but it did bounce away. It did the minimum required deal, but it went sideways for let's just call it. 20 minutes give or take before coming into the number it bounced away it did the deal if you want to paint by the numbers you don't take the trade and then it kind of did the same thing over the second number it kind of creeped into it it basically ate time off the clock over the second number and then it cut through everything now here's the deal we all make mistakes how we handle a mistake sets one trader apart from the next now I made a mistake. So I'm gonna tell you exactly what happened. And interestingly enough, we have this in a recording because it was a live session. So where is this coming from? What the hell is he talking about? Coming soon to a computer near you is going to be inside the numbers live. I'm beta testing it now. I'm not the moderator full-time. There's somebody else who's a very good trader, very knowledgeable, and is able to educate on a variety of topics I'm not able to educate on. So it's really a symbiotic relationship. It works out well. I'm the numbers behind the scene. However, there's learning going on. There's teaching going on. Obviously, I'm coming on when needed. I'm coming on to teach. We're having discussions. We're answering questions. It's in beta test. And we're basically working out the kinks to see exactly how this thing shapes to help traders the most. So here was the mistake. When we were all about to take the pen trade, and then it was a scratch because it did bounce away, I said, it's a scratch, take it off the board. Guess what? I forgot to take my trade out the board. So when it came into the number, I wasn't watching it anymore, we were talking about something else, all of a sudden I hear, order filled. My first thought is, what order? As it turns out, I forgot to take pen out of my order entry system, so what did I do? And this is the important thing. And we did it in real time. I explained everything that was going on and the reason why. I didn't want to be in the trade anymore. When you make a mistake or an error happens, you correct it immediately. It didn't matter whether it was a $50 loss or a $50 gain or a hundred either way, whatever it was. I took a $50 gain by accident because it bounced as soon as it hit the number. I exited the trade, I understand at the time that it could have went either way, I didn't care, it was an error, you correct the error on the spot. That's what a professional trader does. I'm not even saying I'm a professional trader, I'm just saying that's what a professional trader does. So there's three things that come out of pen, which is why it was a special situation. Why not to take the trade? If you paint by the numbers, you don't take the trade. Number two, if you make an error, you correct the error immediately, And number three, what about a little more information on this inside the numbers live? We're still working it out. It's in beta test. We have some traders here every single day and we're getting feedback. We're going through different kinds of processes. What I can say is this, it's working. The objective is twofold. A, make money. B, learn. Both compound each other, learning compounds. And when you're learning compounds, the making money compounds. When your money compounds, the trades get bigger, the profits get bigger, and that's the end of the story. You can do the math from there. What's going on over in camp IWM? Same story for the most part as the S&P. You're in a breakout, you broke out to new highs, they're too far from home base. So while in an uptrend, they can still have a pullback situation. Look at the size of the candle from yesterday. Why couldn't they run a test of yesterday's lows, 233.92, for example, 234, 233.50 in that neighborhood? Why couldn't that happen? That's a pretty decent pullback. Doesn't have to happen in one day. Could happen over two, three, four days. But even if they did that, home base, 20 period moving average would be creeping up toward price. They have a two, three, four day pullback, maybe more. And then all of a sudden, what happens? They reset the tape and they can have another leg higher. Now, what happens if they get below yesterday's low and start trading below that, closing daily below that? Well, you open the door for something else that might be going on, and we'll talk about it in real time if that happens. What about the folks down at the transportation department? I look at this chart and I say it's a little bit broken. not exactly ecstatic with this chart. I understand that price is the absolute arbiter. This thing got skewed with car the other day. And it just, something's not sitting right with me with this chart. This one's fine. This is the IYT. So we can see what's going on. A little bit of a pullback today, but no big deal. Down a buck. Look at how much it's been up. And you have to think about this. Since the transports broke above that really important number that we talked about every single night, you got tired of hearing me say the number. I don't even remember what it was, 14,760, something like that. As soon as they got above that and broke out above that, they never looked back. Here's a weekly chart where they're approaching the former highs. They could break above tomorrow. Again, the phony jobs number could send the market in a frenzy up through the weekend. Anything is possible. However, there's nothing bearish on this chart at present. They're just coming up to the old high. Will it be a double top and rejection? Or will they bust through? Will they eat time off the clock by going sideways for a few weeks near the highs? We don't know any of those answers right now. What about the folks out in Silicon Valley, the Q people? We can even stay on the weekly chart. What's the difference? The daily chart's on breakout. The weekly chart's on breakout. This is on breakout. However, it's getting vertical. So don't be surprised when they pull the rug out. Whether you wake up Monday morning, or it's the phony jobs number tomorrow, or it's next Wednesday, something like this is coming where you're going to wake up one day, or there's going to be an intraday reversal for some reason or other, and then the market's going to start correcting from whatever high is. It doesn't have to be the ultimate top, but that's what's coming sooner than later. Would I bet on it before the weekend? Would I bet on it tomorrow? I wouldn't necessarily bet on it. But of course, with the phony jobs number, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. Nobody would. What about the financials? What's going on over there? So we have a down day and the financials down 1%. So that's interesting. So now we've got the transports down and the financials are down. And we have the S&P up and the IWM Not up a lot, but it finished the day positive, flat the positive, we'll call it a little bit positive. And at the same time, we have the financials running a test of the 20 period moving average. But notice this, they ran their time off the clock right above the 20 period moving average. So it's not the same as if it came in from afar. Now, if the market fell and the financials came down, where's a really good spot? Well, my eye is drawn to this. So I have a top here and I have a top here. So they're not exactly the same number to the penny, but they're pretty close. So we're gonna call this an important spot, okay? If I draw a line straight across, it just so happens to go right above this gap. So we don't need the line. Now we know the gap or right below the gap is important. So what do we have at the gap? Why did I say below? Because when I continue looking over to the right, I notice, hey, we got a 50 period moving average. What did we just say about the 20? The 20 can support price, but it's not the same as if price comes from afar. Now, if we got a couple of really negative days in the market, or even in the financials in particular, and they came down to a whole dollar, like 39, 38.75, 38.60 in that neighborhood, guess what? You're into the gap, the 50 period moving average, and guess what? You're into a whole host of garden variety of chart support. How you doing? Now, what happens if it came into that gap over a period of like four or five days, it just creeped into it. It's not the same as if it came right into it like tomorrow or Monday. Those are two different scenarios. Not all gaps are created equal. What about Smash Mouth? What's going on here? How about a blow-off situation? If I sort my list of stocks by net gainers, meaning the top one on the list is the one that gained the most in percentages today, at least on my list, The top two are Qualcomm and NVIDIA. Now, I'm sure it's a pretty good bet without looking at the list that within the SMH, we're going to find Qualcomm and NVIDIA. Here it is. And believe it or not, I didn't look at the list before I said that, but I knew deep down in my heart, these two were on the list. In fact, in top of the list, NVIDIA 10% and Qualcomm 5% of the SMH. Qualcomm was up 12.5%, NVIDIA 11.5%, and this is a blow-off type situation. You're getting vertical. This won't continue. It can continue to 300, 310, 305, something like that, sure, but it's not gonna continue indefinitely. It's gonna come down, and when it starts to come down, it's gonna come down pretty hard. Is it on the back of the phony jobs number tomorrow, or is it into next week or beyond? We don't know yet, but the awareness is right there. This is a blow-off situation, so here's what else we'll say. The SMH, or the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index, is a good proxy for the tech space as a whole. So if you see a blow-off happening here, what's gonna happen? Is the queues, or are the queues gonna follow suit? Meaning, is there going to be an acceleration to the upside? It's very possible. Here's a chart of Nvidia today. So you can see, it didn't necessarily put in a tail candle, but it certainly was higher, and it pulled back, but it was up tremendous on the day. But what else do we see? Some people don't necessarily look at charts, some people look at one chart, some people look at a shorter time frame, all variety of different things. I look at a lot of different charts. What about the hourly chart? Is that a reversal on the hourly chart? Well, whether it is or it's not, it's got the makings of one, so guess what? It's got a tail, it's got a candle finishing near the lows, they didn't exactly paint the tape the other candle, that's called painting the previous tape or previous candle, right? They didn't do that. It's not one of those shadow deals. I don't know how the textbook describes it, but that's the way my description is. But you have to look at the volume here. That's tremendous volume in that one hourly candle. So that definitely raises my eyebrow. That could very well be a reversal, even if it's just on a short-term basis, maybe to come back to what? Home base, 275, 280, something like that. Why not? Then I look at the 120-minute chart, and I got a pretty damn good tail candle. That's further evidence that they're more likely than not to come down and work off some of this nonsense up at 300. You just have to look at it like this. Price is the absolute arbiter, but did this really happen? So when you go back down here to $240 a share, which was last month, like two weeks ago, did the stock really gain that much in value what the stock price is reflecting today? This is the stock price today. We're not disputing that. What we're saying is that you have to understand when it's in the redonculus, it's an awareness. That doesn't mean just when you see that it's in the redonculus or think that it's in the redonculus, that doesn't mean it's a top, but that means you're in the redonculus. You have to be watching for a top. Maybe they do a retracement of that 120 minute candle. Guess what? That's a trade. You could trade against the high. Maybe they open down tomorrow, something having to do with the market getting hit after the phony jobs number. We don't know either way, but what we do know is how to analyze a situation where we believe that the market is indicating something back to us. Maybe it's like the market's Morse code. We'll leave you with that one. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of common sense market analysis.